shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied that the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Sea Hags podcast. My name is Krzepa, and I'm Katie Norgren. With us this week is a returning guest, um, my doppelganger, and <laughs> one of my very favorite people on this here planet. Uh, it's Jackie Hoffert. Hi. Oh yeah, she's a comic too. Host of host of the Foxhole comedy show, which is like one of the most like amazing popular shows right now. Thank you so much. You're balling pretty hard, Jackie. Thank you so much. I'm uh... medium balling. I'm a ball. Type person. <laughs> no, I don't know. Thank you. You're Thanks. Welcome. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like it. I'm having fun. Yeah, we're we we can remark on a lot of your successes today. In mm-hmm. fact, because a lot of cool things have happened to you in the last little Let's while. Let's blow Three. smoke up her ass for Ooh, now. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into this. Shall we? Shall we just uh, let's catch up with Jackie first thing? Hey, and uh, sure. Then we can talk about her own bullshit. Sure. Cool. <laughs> we Jackie. can integrate your bullshit into my bullshit. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. <laughs> my bullshit recognizes your bullshit. <laughs> Namas, Bill. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, a couple big things. One of them. Let's let's go reverse cron. Yeah, since we last um, spoke. Since we last spoke, you got a full time job. <gasps> I did. A job. A job. I'm a. I feel like I won the uh, nonprofit lottery, which is that I've got a. So, so you will make very little money. <laughs> well, a living wage. Uh, nice. That that ain't fucking nothing. That in ain't this nothing town, in this town. So. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm I'm being well compensated. Uh, or I will be in a little while once the checks start rolling in. Um, <laughs> Check is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, I got a full-time permanent job, which is exactly what I was looking for uh, at the exact right moment in my life. So, nice. Amazing. Yeah, Get so I'm those super, benefits. I'm super excited about the bennies and just about working in a place where I like the people and think I have a good chance to do fun work. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm really excited. And you get to still be, like, creative in it, too. Totally. Yeah, it's all the things I was looking for uh, just at the right time. Basically, I, you know, I mean, keeping it in perspective, last... So this job I just got uh, beginning of February, but a year ago, January, I interviewed to be a delivery driver for Railtown Catering, and they didn't call me back. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. (laughs) And now I'm the director of communications for the PUSH International Performing Arts Festival. For a half second, I heard PUSH. International Film Festival. No. 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 Thankfully, no. No, I'm out of the film fest world too for now, although there's some overlap. But yeah, it's a performing arts festival, so it's pretty pretty cool. And I think, yeah, the the nice thing is is that the, the people are really great, and also the vibe is really... Um, uh, kind of do what you do what makes sense like be creative uh, like make it work as long as we can pay for it like yeah have fun and do whatever which is great and I love to Tim Gunn principles (laughs) (laughs) I love to yeah I love to you know, like a big part of the job is making the program guide, but also like making every literal material that has to do with push. And so it'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a big job. I'm like a little scared, but in a good way. So you are so ready for it, though. I, f- I actually do feel that it's really I think that getting this job was the first time I really showed up in an interview and said, actually, I'm just trying to channel the confidence I might have if I were a dude. Because 
Because you're like, I know that I can do this and I'm good at it. And yeah. I just don't want to like, I think like, I really, I really can do this actually. And even though, because all of my experience sort of leads up to it. So it's not like I'm stepping into a different place of doing the same job. It's definitely a step up in terms of responsibility and scope and scale. But I was like, I got this. Nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty exciting. And also massage therapy, dental. <laughs> Get them teeth fixed. <laughs> I know. I'm already like, how many months until I can deal with this upper weird pain? And anyway, <laughs> three months is the answer. Actually, no, I'm even luckier in that way, which is that um, my wife's job is uh, has benefits, and she and they kick in in like a month. So nice I'm coordination. Be double benefits. <laughs> Well, you just you let slip the other big right. important thing that's happened since you were last year. You got hitched. I know. I'm just like life achievement check mark mania. Life goals, life goals, life goals, and life goals. And and prior to that, you yeah. uh, took over at the foxhole. It's true. Yeah. So three like pretty three big, big honking things. Three big things. Yeah. In like what the last five months? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so since September. Holy shitsky. Yeah, and it's what now? February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A time. Yeah, things are coming together. Um, now, if everything would just stay exactly the same. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Okay, uh, good. No more changes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just Except I this... also want a baby. Yeah. But, um, That's going to change things a lot. <laughs> That'll blow everything up, yeah. I wish that life had, like, save points, like in a video game, where it's like, okay, great, I'm going to save to this, and then I can try that path, and then if it's not good, then I'll just, like... Aww. Exit without saving and start back at the same time. I really like that. that. I really like that. Life safe points. I love that. That was actually the beauty of when we got that little, um, like, miniaturized HDMI, like, Nintendo game box. Every time I come here, I talk about games. Is it you guys? Um, (laughs) I don't think so. It's not me. (laughs) I guess it is me. Uh, (laughs) I think it's you. It's me. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I just, now I'm remembering that I was talking about. Um, Elton John and Nintendo last time I was here. But anyway, we got the Check little it. Nintendo that was like the Super Mario and all the other things in one or whatever, the modern yep. one. Not this year, but last year's version. And what's nice about it is that unlike the original game, you can save out. Like you can be like, I'd like to stop here and come back here another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you, yeah, was not possible in the old version. It's a nice feature. That being said, though, I kind of feel like a permanent job is that option. I mean, you have to fuck up really hard to get fired from a permanent job. And I think I'll be okay in that it's, way. That's sort of true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, I guess it depends on the job. But yeah. I feel like any kind of public or nonprofit job, there's a lot of structures in place to stop you from getting fired. It's Once true. you pass probation. It is and it isn't. Like, I mean, I've seen people be shown the door before, but mm-hmm. it's like, it takes a while. You have to really be... You have to really stink up the joint, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get a lot of chances when they probably should have been fired a long time ago, that's... so you're probably fine. You know, yeah, I hope. I hope. I mean, yeah. I think that's... that's. Uh, I feel good about it. So I'm excited to um, walk to work. And yeah. Um, Ooh, that'll be sick. I know. Yeah, it's like less than a 15-minute walk each way, so I have no more excuses. It like takes longer to Evo to work than yes. it does to walk. So, <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I start properly. Like, this week the office is closed because the festival was in January. And so we had a week off. And next Monday I start properly with no predecessor. Mm-hmm. So and then you just plan next year. just doing it. Yeah. Cool. Well, there's like ugh, a million people to meet. And I manage <laughs> like 16 people. Like, I'm really, yeah, I'm nervous. But Whoa, like, good you nervous. you manage a whole team? I manage a lot of people. Oh, fun. I'm, oh, I'm excited yeah. to hear more about this, like, as you get down the road. Because, like, managing team stuff and, like 
team dynamics is very interesting to me right now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting too. Even just the the place I work, like to me, it's it's kind of the perfect size of organization for my for what I've understood are my preferences in a, in a work environment, which is that it's not so small that it's um, kind of impossible to do everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not so big that it's also difficult to be flexible and nimble and do mm-hmm. make changes. So it's right in that middle size where, especially on the director level, you can really just be like, well, what if we did it this way? And then just do it that way. And then you have a team to like execute that vision. Exactly, yeah. I mostly manage people executing what I want, which is like, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's good. I think the challenge for me will be to keep my hands out of the, like the design pie in a lot of ways, like, cause I'm going to want to be like, sort of pick out those little design berries. Like, Ooh, it's hot. I know. But you know what might be really good? <laughs> exactly. Why do you put a little nutmeg in this? Exactly. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Ma'am, sir. Whatever. Exactly. So yeah. So, um, yeah, check in with me and, six months and we'll see how it went how it's been going but yeah. how it went yeah it's not very not, optimistic is it <laughs> no i mean yeah no the, yeah the starting of the, the starting job. of the job yeah that's what i mean yeah yes. uh yeah also i got married yeah uh i eloped that how happened. what was the decision making process behind that well we got engaged uh, less than a year after we met so it was like early that's in terms, very gay yeah i agree <laughs> uh yeah for sure it was I mean, I'm, like, the kind of person, I, I don't know, I move, like, very intuitively through the world, so... <laughs> That's also very gay. It's <laughs> also very gay, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I just, um, you know, we met We met on Tinder, and... Uh, so it's still funny. It's still very gay. Uh, I mean, not so much, but a little. No, I kind of feel like, I feel like lesbo Tinder is, like, really easy. So Tinder know. does have an option for that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's binary, but, or at least when it, when I was on, which Mm -hmm. was now three years ago, but, um, yeah, totally. Uh, and so it's much, the field is much smaller and there's no dick pics. Um, (laughs) so yeah, um, yeah, we were like, her profile said like queer feminist weirdo. And I was like, yes. And then, (laughs) yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. I mean, it was a little more complicated than that, but basically, Mm -hmm. yeah. We got along quickly and well. And then, I don't know, then sort of being engaged for a long time. I didn't have any, We neither of us were really like in a hurry to be like, what's the wedding look like? Or what's going to happen with a wedding? And like, what even is a wedding? And what do we even want? Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of decided that like being married is definitely something we both wanted, obviously. But the kind of experience of having a wedding seemed like there was not going to be a way that was going to be both affordable and enough of the things that we wanted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we were kind of like, well, the being married is between us. So let's just go get hitched like on an island with a friend, like with witnesses and an officiant and just. What island did you go to? We went to Bowen Island. Right. Yeah. That's a convenient little. It's it's very, little yeah. I mean, so pretty. Kind of what happened was we already had planned a trip to go to Bowen, and then we bolted on the elopement to the existing trip. <laughs> and how how like how soon before doing it did you decide? Uh, about six weeks. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we were feels like of... the right amount of time to plan an elopement six weeks exactly. Yeah, we'll be we were basically like because the hierarchy is you just need that license, mm-hmm. which is easy enough to get. You go to London Drugs, and then the other one is <laughs> that is the funniest part about it is it's getting true. a fucking marriage license at London Drugs. I, know, I love it. The worst part was is that I went there, I forgot to bring any ID and stuff. Cause <laughs> I think I had I think I had read that you 
can get around it or whatever and but didn't read it clearly enough <laughs> and um, so I get there and it's true you can get around it without bringing proper ID of both people but you need to be able to say like your partner's middle name and city of birth and it seems to me like that should be like the lowest threshold for getting married it's like literally knowing your partner's middle name and city of birth but like Robin grew up in Florida and so when but to be born her parents or her mom you know they they went back to Canada and I couldn't remember whether or not it was the same city where her mom currently lives or some other place. And so I was like, fuck, what is it? And I was like, I can't guess. Cause if I guess I'm going to have to just like, it's just going to be more paperwork and cost more time to get something changed later. And, mm-hmm. uh, but she was like currently working or something or in a meeting. And so I like was standing there with the guy at London drugs. I swear. I know this person. <laughs> I I like, swear we're really close. Like I can tell you her like birthmarks. Like I, I know, <laughs> like I can tell you all about her family. Tell you what her butt looks like. Uh, I can tell you where she grew up, but, um, yeah, he, he didn't care. But anyway, so we got that. And then, um, we checked to make sure that the people that we would want as witnesses were available to come join us for a day that weekend. And like part of what was great about Bowen is that those people can come in and go out on the same day. So we didn't, rec- we didn't want to have to make anyone spend any money really to, mm-hmm. to d- help us with this. And then we found an officiant, which was like a little harder than we thought, but in the end, was fine. Uh, All the wedding officiants probably live on Bowen Island anyway. There's a couple, but yeah, I had actually no idea how it worked, but it's basically like you register to become one, but it's not like infinite. There's actually, there has to be like a vacancy mm-hmm. of... Um, yeah, you have to like wait for someone to die or retire. In it's, your area, yeah. like in your neighborhood. It's really weird. Yeah, Hot old commissioners in your area. I would love to be a part-time commissioner. Are yeah. you kidding me? My be so dad fun. wanted to do it. I think he'd be so good <gasps> he at it. He would be so good. How great would my dad be Heartfelt and nice. Awesome. So sweet. Uh, that would be a good change up too because I don't know a lot of male wedding commissioners like officiants. It's all like older ladies. Yeah, my, we had an old lady. We had a lady that we booked simply because her name was Gaida. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did get a gay vibe off of ours, although I don't know if that's true or not, but she was everything we needed. She was like punctual, she showed up on time. Like Those are the same things. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But she I mean, was punctual, she, made, she well, showed up on time, she didn't make us wait. <laughs> yeah. All the things you want. Yeah. She caught the correct fairy. She like disappeared when we were done. It was great. <laughs> she like, okay, now I have to watch you two consummate it. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not real. I, uh, when I've played cello for a lot more weddings, I kept seeing the same officiant at like everything, and I'm like, wow, is she just like the best? Her name starts with an A. Her name it? starts with an A. It's at the top of the list. Some people would just book her. Amazing. Yeah, it was a little challenging. We had to get someone from North Van to come over, but it was not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's pretty simple for them to just hop on over. Exactly. So, come on over. Yeah, so then, um, and we kept it a secret from our families because part of eloping mm-hmm. is saying we eloped yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's done already and so that nobody's like bo but i want the chance to try to come and do a thing with you exactly let us just plan it and pay for it and do it however well, we want that would have like, been something else but yeah. like um basically uh yeah that was never part of the <laughs> other people paying was never going to be part of the thing and yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so um yeah but we i think we wanted to avoid the kind of um kind of sort of drama like both of our family like parents and extended families uh, live 
in other places that are not here <laughs> so uh, and that are not the same so it's gonna it was just felt like it was gonna be complicated nothing no would accommodate one over the other and yeah, then like, yeah it's that being said uh, like we're still gonna have a thing this summer but like uh, it's not a it's it's a party it's not a wedding so mm-hmm. anyway just a love party yeah but that's the thing you know for family like that's mm-hmm. where we're like our families have joined like mm-hmm. meet each other properly and it's the stakes are way lower because we don't have to do all the especially all the stuff that I think Robin would have hated like I love being center of attention but Robin hates it so um we can like play the video that I took it's very (laughs) terrible of us doing our vows (laughs) in the background like subtitles and Robin can just sort of like be walking around chatting with people that's nice she is like a really shy little angel hey I mean it's so funny I mean I guess it's because I'm with her all the time basically I don't think of her as shy because she's just like her normal like out loud regular self with me but around other people she's uh, she locks up a little bit so I guess that's shy I don't know yeah (laughs) she's pretty introverted she doesn't she I like that. Likes though. to think a lot about what she's saying before she says it, which is great I think the mix inspiration for me. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah. There should yeah. be one person who really wants to be the star. It's kind true. of and it's yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I feel like for all of us, it's us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a legit like psychological theory though. I remember a friend of mine who's doing who was doing her masters a while ago sending me a video from some psychologist lady who does a vlog about how there's how that's a it's okay to recognize that dynamic in relationships and mm-hmm. and uh, use the language of knowing how that works to help Doesn't things along. Pete Holmes talk about that a lot, like like with him and his, and not that I listen to his podcast anymore, but with his partner. Yeah, the look at me versus the I see you person, yeah. which I think is a cute way to put it, where there's like, look at me, look at me, and then the other person's like, I do, I see you, very yeah. affirming. <laughs> yeah. Like the... Um, uh, the debaters recently had Sophie Buttle and Mace Galoni on, who are a real life couple in comedy, and they're very, very adorable and young. Uh, and their debate was, "Do relationships need a boss?" <laughs> Guess who was advocating for what side? <laughs> Sophie's like, "Yes, it needs a boss, and I am the boss." And Mace's response to that is, "Sophie's not the boss of me. If she was, how come she gives me an allowance that I could spend on anything I want?" <laughs> So great. Uh, that's a good format. I like it. Yeah, it was really adorable. I don't listen. I haven't listened to a lot of the debaters, but I listened to that one special, and it cracked me the hell up. The two of them are very sweet. I feel like I always want to watch or listen to the debaters, but then I always, I only ever encounter it by accident on the radio. Like just, I don't know, flipping through, and then I'm like, oh wait, that's friend of mine, friend yeah. of mine, or a person I know, sort of yeah. acquaintance of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone I wish was my friend, and sometimes I tell people they are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's my Some, friend Sophie Buttle. Someone like, I'm friendly I don't know with. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I know your name. It's fine. I've definitely, I've, I've like re-upped my claim on like being Fatima's friend even more, because I'm like, my friend's sister's engaged to Idris and Elba. So. <laughs> yeah, so that is, like, we've only hung out a couple times, but I think we're friends. Yeah, we're basically all family now. Yeah. 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 It's like, so, so strange that that happened. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that someone Poor we know Kevin. has a sister that is marrying Idris Elba. I know. <laughs> it's so funny but for for poor Kevin. Yes, I exactly. Know. Yeah, Fatima is married to Kevin Banner and he is a really nice guy and he's a really funny comedian. But he's not Idris Elba. <laughs> like he's not going to be playing Idris Elba as Idris Elba. Like, yeah. Oh, like come on. Yeah, you're not going to see Kevin playing Hemi doll in uh the next Thor movie or something, although I fucking pay to see that. Actually, <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ, buddy, you think you're gonna walk down Rainbow Road here? 
I'll power bomb you through the thing. That's my Kevin Banner impression. Interesting. Oh, gosh. I just gave him, like, a Bob and Doug McKenzie thing and then threw in a wrestling reference. Good enough. I mean, that... It worked for me. I'll be like, yeah, no, right about there. I killed a deer. Ticks all the boxes. There you go. Yeah. I was at at a little house party last night, and we were playing some music, and... Um, I really love my friend and her partner very much, and he's just, like, he's such a supportive partner where it's, like, she's playing music and he's, like, recording it perfectly and, like, taking pictures of her. I'm just like, I want someone to do that for me so I have nice pictures of me playing music. They, uh, Aaron and, and Graham have... I was not going to name them, oh, but that's sorry. okay. <laughs> I just really, I adore the both of yes. them, and I really, like... I wouldn't say I'm envious of their relationship, but they have, a, like, a pretty good model of, like, a decent heterosexual relationship, like, where there's a lot of equality and yeah. a lot of, like, mutual adoration. Yeah, they just seem yeah. so, like, into each other. And they've been together for over five years now, so you know it's, like, for real feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you know, is you've had enough time to get sick of each other. <laughs> <laughs> or have been proximal enough to get sick of each other. That's very important. Totally. And that's why lesbians can get married earlier. Mm-hmm. It's because they... We, we adhere. We, we meld. Yes, we <laughs> meld. Yeah. We are, what is that? Um, we are, what's the magic chemistry that's like also medicine? Alchemy? Thank you. <laughs> chemistry that's also medicine? Medicine? I don't know. Fuck, whatever. I don't read Pills and stuff. <laughs> But I was going to say, like, one of the things that makes it possible for me to do Foxhole is that Robin, thank the Lord, is keen to assist me with that. Like, she co-produces the show with me, and I couldn't do it without her. So So she's your Emily Gordon. Who's that? That's Kumail Nanjani's wife who produced all of Meltdown. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And is brilliant in her own right. Exactly. As is Robin, yeah. But, yeah, Robin works the door and um, helps out on social media whenever I'm like, can you do this? Can you post this? Can I do that? Picture, picture, InDesign, change this person's gut out, this person's in. (laughs) And um, also takes pictures at the show, which, again, we don't use, but we might one day. We keep planning to, like... If there's a good one of me, please send it to me. Oh, yeah. No, I want to... No, there are no good ones of you. I'm sure there are. very bad. (laughs) No, I want to, I want to, like, I don't know, put them all into some kind of Dropbox and just mail it to everybody and be like, do you want us to, like, burn or send? (laughs) Just let people post their own. Oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. Take take what you want. There was a show photo I had to contact uh, uh, David Cutting. I think his last name is Cutting. His uh, his drag name is is Dust Quain. Dust Quain. Anyway, I did his show and had the best. So if you get invited to do comedy on the show, definitely do it because it's so much fun. It's the Sleepy Girls Drag Show or Commercial Drag. He he does it uh, every weekend at the at the Dirty Penny every Sunday. So, but Sleepy Girls is once a month. It's a big, big, big drag show. Really, really fun. Anyway, uh, I like posted a bunch of pictures from the show finally, and I there was a picture of me on there, and I for the first time in my life I had to message someone and be like, please, if you value me at all. Please delete that photo. Because I looked like like Grimace, but made out of flesh. Like it was a bad picture. Grimace made flesh. Grimace made flesh instead of like fun fur. I was just like red and had five chins and like I looked happy, but I also looked like I was about to Chris Farley it out. Like it was not a good photo. I looked unhealthy in it. Right. So I was like, yeah. please kill this. <laughs> it's like, for you, baby, anything. So yeah, I'm saved. It, I, yeah, it's so funny how it's like, 
it feels very sensitive to put pictures of people up on the internet, but at the same time, when you're producing shows, it's like kind of important to have people's pictures either for promotional purposes or after the fact. Yeah, just to show that it's like people did it. Yeah, people were here. We promise it's not just a trap where you go into this weird attic and no one ever comes out. Yeah, nothing ever happened. Um, but at the same time, like we're all so good at our at our image curation that it's really traumatic to have somebody else do it. Yeah, (laughs) it's so hard. Yeah. And I also, yeah, it's also like those feelings that come up when someone posts a picture that they must have thought was good. And you're like, no, 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 that's not. Why do you hate me? Yeah, exactly. But then, or it's like, that's just how you think I look because you obviously didn't see anything wrong with that. Oh no. Oh dear. (laughs) Yeah. We're, it's dysphoria life. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love. Yeah. Bad pictures can really ruin your fucking day. Hey. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get tagged in many things except for show photos. Like, if somebody's posting pics from a party, they they usually ask first, I find. You ask usually before you put something up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Unless a a photo is so good that, like, inarguably, this is going to make somebody look really good. Like that one that I put on Instagram that was, like, a Renaissance painting of you guys (laughs) on the bus. Oh, yeah, that was an amazing photo. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like someone named, like, Jan Peter van Halt or something could have painted it. (laughs) Amazing. I just got some Dutch names in the old chamber room. Side side saddle bag or <laughs> chamber room. I don't know. <laughs> my my marsupial pouch. That's <laughs> where the it's my chamber room. <laughs> I like it. That's gross. It's the next level up for fanny pack lesbians. <laughs> it's, a, it's an actual getting a pouch put into their body. That you I would want one, in. but a cat one. Yeah, exactly. Like like a, a a pocket in your skin you could put a cat in. I mean, I don't know about skin pocket, but like a very easy to slip on cat and or small child. They like, absolutely have those. I get Facebook ads for them all the time. <laughs> You're so allergic to cats. No, it's for a baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're allergic to babies. No, I'm not. <laughs> they smell so good. Mm. Except when they poo and fart. Yeah. And pee. <laughs> Which is pretty much, all, pretty the much all the time. Yeah. Top of their head, though, that's the business Oof. right in there. It's like milky dreams, y'all. <sighs> Can't wait. I got to have a nice toddler time with my friend's kid. And she's still, because I'm not over there enough, so she kind of still doesn't really know who I am when I go over there. And so, and her grandma keeps wanting me to, like, just come and play with her, just come and play. I'm like, I want to respect this kid's bodily autonomy, so I'm not just going to pick her up and, like, spin her around or jump in at bath time. It was like, I'm still kind of a stranger. It's like, no, you're Auntie Christina. It's like, you know that, but she doesn't know that. And when I go over to her, she goes, and, like, shies away from me. I'm like, I don't want to, like, stress her out, you know? Yeah, you got to, like... Warm your Let, way in. Warm your way in. Yeah, yeah. let them figure out that who you are. That kid is the cutest goddamn kid I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. She was fun. We played on the beach. We played with bubbles. Does she like to throw rocks in the ocean? No. Okay. That was, uh, I had my friend Chelsea came to visit, who uh, we used to live together. She's one of my favorite people. She, uh, she's a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and the three-year-old, mm. it's like, hey, uh, Bubba, what do you want to do? Throw rocks at the ocean! <laughs> I like what did the kids. ocean ever do to you, Bubba? <laughs> and I'm trying to remember who who else wants who else wanted to do that. I feel like I was talking to someone recently. Who said that their own kid is just like I just want to throw rocks at the water. It's all I want to do. It's kind of a universal instinct. Yeah, or eat rocks. I mean, I think that's the other kid thing. Maybe it's younger. They're just like rock mouth. Yeah. I yeah I would I still do that as an adult. I put <laughs> rocks in my mouth that I shouldn't. I actually did that recently. Like, li- I'll lick anyone's salt, salt lamp if they have a Himalayan salt lamp. Yeah. If they go out of the room, I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Have I done it to yours, Chris? Yes, several times. 
<laughs> Here and other places you've lived. I lick that lamp. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have a problem. I just love salt so much. I'm part horse. Salt lick. <laughs> I'm part horse or part deer. Only in the dick. Of... <laughs> Only in the dick. <laughs> Only my dick is from a horse. I'm like a really, I'm like one tenth centaur and it's all in my dick. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you have fancy hair, too, which is horse-like. Not that your hair is horsey, but, like, that horses have that quality. That they have cool manes. Yeah. Yeah! yeah. Don't they? And, and overexcited little girls won't leave me alone. Mm. They keep trying to tell me that they'll tame me. I'm like, no, you can't. You're a child. I cannot be broken. I cannot be broken. I'm a wild horse. <laughs> I'm black velvet. Or black beauty. Or whatever the fuck. I like it. I like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> that Alana Miles song. Uh, oh, God. How was your week, Katie? Oh, I was going to ask you. Okay. Uh, how was my week? It was weird, actually. Uh, and fine. Weird and fine. Uh, but it started with, I guested on somebody else's podcast mm-hmm. for the first time in a little while. Uh, and it was the podcast of uh, Mr. Mark Hughes. Uh, who I don't really, like, we don't super get along. Like, we have not historically gotten along or seen eye to eye, but I think there's always been, like, a, a cool respect between us. And sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> just like, he definitely did spend a lot of a set just berating you. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I, I must have talked about going on this podcast, the last podcast, and then oh. I did it in between, because um, I feel like I've talked about this before here. Anyway, so I did the podcast on Monday, and it was so appropriate. And I don't mean to be very dark here, but, like, that's the kind of person he is. So I showed up at his house, and there were cops everywhere because someone had died in the building. (laughs) So the coroner was there, and, like, I could see, like, the open door of the place where the guy had died with the light spilling out, and the coroner was, like, in these boot covers in the hallway, like, yeah, we're gonna get this one out of here. Like, it was just so, like, soups dark. And, uh, yeah, so, and Mark was like, yeah, this happens probably every two two months or so. Yeah, so I was like, this is a very appropriate start to this mm. with you. Because mm. he's had a pretty dark life. Mm-hmm. You'd be the first person to tell you that. Yeah. What'd you guys talk about? Uh, mental illness mm-hmm. and mental wellness and the work that we both do to be functional members of society. Oh, that's nice. Which, he's actually a pretty insightful and, like, ultimately a compassionate fellow who just has some, like, really maladaptive adaptations to deal with the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in prison for nine years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It was interesting. It was very illuminating. I feel like I know a lot more about him as a person, and I got to play with his ferret. That is not a euphemism. I just got to play with a ferret. Right on. That was good. Like a cat snake. So I understand. <laughs> I'm not a fan either. <laughs> somebody was saying yesterday that somebody took their uh, ferrets to Trout Lake Park, and like all of a sudden, and like let them roam free, and then everybody like leashed up their dogs real quick because dogs are, of course, trained to. Chase break, weasels. Break ferret necks. So <laughs> that's very dumb to do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Free. Why would you take your ferrets to the fucking dog park? The off leash dog park. Yeah. Right. That seems like someone wanting to be litigious or something. Yeah, that's my ferret association of late. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know me. It's I good love to know that Mark Hughes has a ferret though. Two, two of them. Yeah, one of them was very cute. <laughs> the other one. I didn't see the other one. The other one's very old, apparently. It was, like, just curled up somewhere. The other one's just fucking butt-ugly fair. Gnarly fair. Butt-ugly. It's because I I expect them to be, like, the same size as my pet rats, which they're not. They're about six times the size of them. And I picked it up, and I'm like, wow, you have a lot of heft to you. 
<laughs> it was like, mm. but it was kind of like just picking up a sock full of beans. <laughs> it's just Aww. such a funny. It's like, oh, you're just the same weight all over. Like, there's no distribution. You don't have a center of gravity necessarily, other than your exact center. I don't like it. This is floppy. This is funny. Yeah. Anyway, I'm too like cat and kitten oriented. I feel like a ferret would just feel like That's a really very gay. emaciated, <laughs> stretched. Uh, I am very gay. Katie. <laughs> oh. um, yes, yeah, because I feel like I pick them up, especially Gertrude, uh, and she's just so long. She's just like flops she's very I really want to meet your cats oh my god they're the best <laughs> I just love them so much they have such distinct personalities it's amazing <laughs> what else did we do this week oh I did Jackie's show on Wednesday it was awesome nice it was a really really it fun show it was a good show yeah it was a great show it was an interesting lineup opening of, oh, anytime I like going bullet because it means I can just go smoke a joint immediately after and just be a wreck for the rest of the night I don't have to be sensible that's great. I'd love Streaming. to be unprofessional yeah. after. Yeah, you have to still be mostly functional. Yeah. And uh, the comedian Quincy Jones showed up in the evening. Quincy, Quincy. Burn me. Quincy. Oh, no, I'm not going to burn you. Like, no, you I can't don't. know every comedian in the world, right? No, like, I, and, I, and he's not from here, so why yeah. would we... It was like... There's like four black comedians in Vancouver, uh, and so like, I, I was like, this guy looks a little bit familiar, and I can't tell why, and then I... He came in the door and was like... Do you have any spots tonight? And like this happens from time to time. Like uh, guys will show up and be like, "Can I get on?" Uh, and I'll be like, "Nope, it's a booked show." Like, just send me a message. You can get on any other time. And uh, but <laughs> like um, a black man I don't know messaged me recently to be like, "Can I get on the show?" And so I asked him if he was that guy because like I don't, I didn't know that guy either. Mm-hmm. And I was like away on holiday and I didn't like get a chance to creep his profile or anything. So, but he didn't seem to click into that and mm-hmm. also the show was happening and there's not a lot of space for chatting in that room and yeah. so I was like uh, and he just kind of was like no worries and he just sort of sl- came in and watched the show mm-hmm. um, which is like a pretty cool decent thing to which do which is a right? great thing to do yeah not be no weird more about seats. it he was just watching it like yeah. a cool guy yeah, and then later he was like, yeah, I'm that guy. And he's got, like, an HBO. He's, like, this comic who had, like... He, I don't know if he, his cancer is still terminal or it is. what. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's still just, like, in a treatment phase. He's, like, going to try to get as much time as he can. He's He's got some sort of, like... It's, like, very specific kind of cancer, which is, like, pretty intense. But uh, but he's definitely somebody who... Uh, like is just like okay, let's 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 get as much in as possible while I'm here, and he just like was so nice. Yeah, he was really nice, and then yeah, afterwards he's like, I just didn't want to be that guy that was like, uh, I have credits, you know, and I was like, I mean, that's very sweet, but also like, please be Help that me. guy. Yeah. yeah, like I would have loved to have you on that show, and I I yeah, I don't I don't know you like <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I mean, he did a he did a you made it weird. I'm pretty sure he was on Todd Glass's podcast a whole bunch of times as well. That's where I, I know him from. Yeah, mm, yeah, uh, yeah. He was uh, at the mix this weekend, but. Nice. Yeah, they sent him to me, which is funny because like they won't even well, whatever. They won't even they won't even call me back. (laughs) They literally won't. Yeah, I can't get on the program, but Yeah, I haven't been able to get up in a really long time either. So Yeah, there's been a change, I think. I'll let let you know what my suspicions are later. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But you know what? I don't want any room that doesn't want me. I'm not got my own, so that's legit. Mm -hmm. Just as good. Very legit. Extraordinarily legit. <laughs> Chris, how was your week? Ugh. Ah, yes. It was the bad. salt mines. No, it's just whatever. It's hard and dumb and bad and stuff like that. I don't want to like get too into like dwelling on certain things because I don't really like to talk about work, but <laughs> it's just been a lot to manage. But what I'm very excited about is that I've booked a small vacation. Hooray! <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... That was 
<laughs> I was like, uh, you could cam that and just play it over yes, and over again. Yes, I, I might. <laughs> you I'll just play it for yourself. Like, like, is this a good idea, guys? Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'll put it as like my ringtone whenever I get a text. <laughs> Perfect. Please do. But I'm going to go visit my friends in Eugene, Oregon, and in Portland and stuff. So that'll be really nice. Fuck yes. So I want cool. your recommendations for going to go see some comedy during the week. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. If you're there on a Monday, you got to go to Barbara's show. Yeah, well, I'll see what I can do. I'm going to, like, you know, flex my schedule around. Um, but a fun thing that I got to do that was also crazy was I went to the Chinese New Year parade today. Mm. Um, so I did that all morning from, like, 9 a.m. with, like, a reception and then another reception and then the parade. And I got to be in it. And, like, we handed out 2,000 little red pockets with, yes. like, candy in them. And it was just, like, what a trip. I'm like, man, next year, like, I want to take just a little bit of E. <laughs> just so that I don't, like, that I'm not as worried. It's such a crowded room, and people were literally, like, elbowing me out of the way and, like, stepping on me and pushing me, like, to get into certain pictures and to, like... That sucks. Yeah, like, it's this real, like, showboaty kind of fest with, like, all these dignitaries that are all trying to, like, outshine each other, and it's just, like, crazy. But... A local politician from the federal government said some, like, batshit shit at this reception this morning, where she was like, oh, yes, our relations with China go back so far, like, when you came over to build the railroads from from sea to sea, making this country so glorious, and blah, 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 and she said, she said, with Canadian ideas and Chinese grit, we were able to get so much done, and blah, 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 and we're just like, you're a federal government person, no, 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 and then... She talked about how it's like the tourism, (laughs) the tourism year or whatever. And it's like, and Chinese tourists, we just, we know that they're the ones that spend the most money out of all tourists. So we've approved all these tourist visas for Chinese people. And I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) what a batshit lady. It was Mm, quite something. She needs to be put on leave and go on holiday with that lady who thinks residential schools were just peachy key. Yeah. So the next person that got up was like, and of course we can't forget the horrible atrocities that were done to Chinese people. Oh my God. (laughs) It was quite something. Swear to God that politics is actually just Parks and Rec. Mm. I believe that. The more I hear about it, Uh the more I'm like, oh, it is like the show that satirizes that sort of work. Yeah, Yeah. it's, you can only do satire by being really intimately familiar with the subject, I think. And so Mm. they get a lot of stuff right. It just... Yeah, I saw some people, like, push their own colleagues out of a picture and stuff like that so that they would only be in it. And it was just like, Whoa. come Man, on. we think comedy's fucking yeah. cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it feels like uh, there's just as many weird codes and rules and mm-hmm. backroom deals. I feel well, like yours like is much higher stakes. But, like, when, yeah. every, when everyone's a type A, like, and wants to be the yes. same attention, like, that's how you get into that comedy and politics. Oh, god! And so then you all have to work together on a team to do something. It's, like, a little bit tricky. Kind of, yeah. There's definitely always all those other people who are uh, make it happen, actually. Yeah. Yeah, behind the scenes. Mm. Anyway, it was just so, it was a lot today, though, of like manage. I had to like hold two different phones and then juggle three bags of stuff, and I was just like, foot, 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 and getting pushed and shoved and out in the cold, and it fucking snowed so much last night, so it was like freezing today. Um, and so then I, as soon as I got home from the first part of my day, I went to bed for a nap and now we're podcasting and then I have to go out again for a dinner. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Do you get some time off this week in lieu or? Probably not. Oh God, Chris, <laughs> how much vacation time have you saved up? Uh, it doesn't really work that way. Oh <laughs> yeah. But do you get like, um, I know what you go through, like softness? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have that a little bit at our work too, which is that because... 
during the festival period and also during some of the other times, there's like, you're kind of never you off. You have to really you're, yeah. push yeah. to get through. Yeah, it's true. So sorry. It's true. No, I, push it, festivals. Get it? Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's, hey. it's like really fun when you start working there and then you like notice it pop up every once in a while and you're like, let's push that meeting, you know? But then oh. for like, it's... T- like three times is sort of the max, and then you're like, I'm done now. Like that, that's this okay, can well, never I be got, funny. I got one in. You got, so. Yeah, you're good. To, you you get one. three. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I found out that um, the year-round staff get um, every time there's a long weekend, we get the other day also, just oh. in lieu, just like that's part of our situation to compensate for how how much it's basically like working a solid month, mm-hmm. and then yeah. You get sort of, yeah, whatever, however many holidays we get, 10. So it's like 10 extra days off that are just throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, so now I get four-day weekends instead of three-day weekends very when nice. there's a long weekend, which is nice. very yeah. delightful and amazing. It feels unreal to me, honestly, to have a job job. Anyway, enough about that. Yee, no, it's all good. No, I get, I get some job. flexibility in terms of, like, I can work remotely, so mm-hmm. you can kind of, like, as long as I'm contactable, then I can kind of be from anywhere, so I don't always have to go into an office if it's been, like, a super busy on-your-feet week, then mm-hmm. it's like, this day I will be working from my couch. Yeah, and... that's nice. You can, like, background watch TV. But, yeah, so it was my first parade, like, actually being in the... <laughs> Same, like, my first parade. Oh, it, is. it, it was it, your first it parade. It super was, and it was really, like, I thought I knew what to expect, and I did not have any real recollection of what it was actually like, so... I survived though. You did. It was good. I wore a bright yellow jacket and looked nice and waved at people and handed out lots of packets of candy to children. So I mean, did you get those like little white rabbit candies, those waxy pieces of shit. No, we got the good kind. We oh, got good. the strawberry milk lucky candies. Ooh, that's I thought the it was biz. supposed to be coins. I guess candy's probably cheaper. Yeah, and like we're you poli- fling metal coins at people from the break. Little, little teeny tiny politicians envelopes. can't give out ah, money. Public very money. Legal. Yeah. Interesting, of course. So, um all coming together. I yeah. got a, uh, my weed delivery service did a Chinese New Year special and I got a lucky packet and it's like, you get this weed item plus mm. candy. And I was like, I hope it's weed candy. It was 100% one of those shitty white rabbit ones. I couldn't even peel the wax paper off. You're not supposed to peel it off. You the... just eat it. What? Yeah. <laughs> you eat the paper. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want I could to have do also that. Just, I could have also been tricked by my Chinese friends in high school to eat the paper. This is I want to just thinking. like allow that, that to be a possibility. I guess sounds, it could be rice paper. That sounds true. Know. But it was funny. That's funny. Did you my get friend. some weed that they named it something like Golden Dragon? No, it was called Romulan, which is great. <laughs> it's a sleepy time tasty boy. Sleepy time tea. Yeah, exactly. No, it's great. HC. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um... But yeah, what else do I get to do in this week? <laughs> no, that's it. My brain, like, I feel honestly like just I'm in a bit of overload. I just had stress dreams all last night mm-hmm. where I was just like trying to catch up to my boss and couldn't quite get to her. She was always just going around a different oh, corner gosh. and I like didn't sleep. Like I have the sleep tracker thing <sighs> and it just showed me being like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Like I just couldn't. Oh, boo. So baby, I'm in, darling. I'm sweetheart. in much need of a... A break. And I couldn't find my lucky red dress that I wanted to wear to the gala tonight. It was so pretty. I think maybe I gave it away because I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, but I wanted to wear that as a bridesmaid's dress, too. And I You could wear that blanket as a cape. It's got a really big hole. I could wear that as cape a poncho, over there then. as a cape. Yeah, perfect. I do have that amazing cape, so. Oh, this is definitely a cape. Yeah. 
So I brought that out as a potential thing to wear. But I do have, like, I have a blue dress with, like, cherry blossoms on it, which I think Mm. will be just as, like, appropriate. This is beautiful. Yeah, those are, like, from my dad's wardrobe. This is your your cardinal cloak, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. It's very Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. He had these two, these two nice capes, and I wore one for Halloween. The the black one with the red on the inside is, like, my cardinal thing. Mm. Katie's putting, can you hear the sumptuous fabric rassling? (laughs) (laughs) Everything to do with me is rassling these days. This might actually fit you better because it's got, like, pretty big shoulders that I don't have, and so it doesn't really quite fit. It's not your fault you're not a big beefaroonie like me. (laughs) I'm just a... And then you put your hands through the little slits there. <laughs> you see? Something I'm sure you're familiar Ooh, with. Ooh, it does look good on you. Okay, maybe you're getting that as a present. <laughs> I like it. Oh I don't gosh. usually see you in, like, that kind of cherry red color, though. It's because I used to have red hair. Mm-hmm. I used I to have this color. really bad acne, and I wore red, tried on red jeans once, and my mom was like, that color is not becoming on you. And oh. then I, like, never wore red again. Oh. <laughs> But your mom's so cute. My mom is very cute. I love the picture of her riding the big bicycle. Oh my god. She was just like living her truth, just like riding a giant bike around Canadian Tire, and I took a picture of her smiling. It's my favorite. What are you doing? I'm taking a photo of myself wearing Can you wait until after the podcast? (laughs) No, because it'll be like an experiential... uh... I really can't. I mean, I could, but I just didn't. (laughs) You want me to take it for you? I've been taking pictures all day. (laughs) Got my trigger happy thumb. Stand up. Wow, wow. regal. Very good. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, if you want to borrow a cape, you can totally borrow that. I have it in black as well. Let me borrow that cape. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to be extra dramatic. Oh, Katie's trying to do a sexy picture now (laughs) with the cape to replace that bad one that I took. Stop doing that. Now she's giving herself weird faces. This is bad for radio, Katie. (laughs) You don't have to narrate it. I know. I'm just living my truth. (laughs) Just like your mom on the bike. Oh, man. Oh, it's too hot for a cloak in here. No, I'm so cold. I'll never be warm again. My toes are so chilly. Oh, she's putting the cape on me. Now you're like James Brown trying to get off stage, and I'm like, oh, we gotta get you off stage. We gotta get you off stage. (laughs) No, I'm gonna keep podcasting. God damn it. (laughs) Get on up. Podcast again. Huh. Like a sex machine. Like a sex machine. <laughs> Podcasting so, is the thing sex machines do. That's how I like to podcast. Like a sex machine. Get on the scene. Ratatata. <laughs> I was thinking of one of those Jack Hammery ones. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast? Yes. <laughs> okay. I lost the thread. Yeah, me too. Great. Cool. Here we are. Someone will get it. No. Uh... Um, what else? Did we just slide terribly into indolence just now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We can make it a short one. <laughs> oh, we can. My neck hurts. Aw. I think it's just from sleeping too long or something, or lying on the couch. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's my... <laughs> I think it's just that we're all slowly dying. <laughs> Surely that, but also, my niece just visited. She was 19. She was here for a couple days. And, she exhausted uh, you. No, but uh, she reminded me that, like, while 36 is still very young in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> like, one of the dominant feelings of this age, I find, is, like, an increasing awareness of my withering, aging body. <laughs> and, I can concur. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only three years behind, so. <laughs> and, like, uh, and, you know, uh, my unignorable uh, duty to take care of it <laughs> in theory I really wish that we could have just had a gif of your face saying that <laughs> to post 
but uh, yeah, but she's yeah, she's so full of um, life, life and energy. Ew. Yeah, Ew. I know, and like hope. And do you have to like, like spray your apartment after? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Luckily, she's allergic to cats, so she couldn't stay too long. So it's like just the right. <laughs> Like warding off enthusiasm. Yeah. Through, you don't like, need to see how someone else doesn't get hangovers or whatever. Oh my yeah, god. Exactly. No she doesn't kidding. even really like to drink, which is like so cool and beautiful. I'm like, uh, who, who are you? <laughs> like that's got to be nice to not like drinking. No. <laughs> it tastes so good. I know. It I'm feels like, so you good. just haven't drank enough yet. <laughs> like, just keep trying to smoke the weed. It'll you'll like it eventually. Oh my god, guys, we're bad people. <laughs> I'm a terrible, terrible influence. I hurt my back from sitting on the couch in the same spot for sure. Like I just. So sometimes I'm like, my back is sore. I could get up and exercise, or I could, I'll just move to a different position on the couch. Exactly. I do feel like this, I don't know, I feel like this terrible like obligation to sort of rest hard when I'm on holiday, which mm-hmm. is what I'm just coming out of. So I've been off for a week, and, and you know, we were out of town, we went to Phoenix, and then my niece was here, and then it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, I want to do almost nothing. Mm-hmm. So I did almost nothing i watched like almost all of berlin babylon on is that netflix. Any good? <sighs> honestly no, i'm gonna go with no <laughs> well no i like it and I can, i'm gonna keep watching it i'm you know 14 episodes in so i do like That's it a commitment, yeah. yeah i do like it but um i also just like miss um like german productions uh and people speaking german and stuff like that because i used to live in germany and oh i didn't know that Mm-hmm. I have a degree in German. <laughs> what? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. I speak German. I lived in Germany like about two years if you smush it all together, but spread out over about so six years. So are you years. fluid? Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> it's such a sexy language. I think so too. Yeah. I think it's way, I think whenever people are like, oh, German is ugly. I'm like, you're thinking of Dutch. Um, oh, Dutch is <laughs> so much uglier than German. It's so much more guttural. German is like softer. There's almost, it's more like a French. Well, it's precise. It's, it, it has very strict grammar, doesn't it? Very strict. Yeah, I always say that. I mean, for I think that um, German, especially coming from an English or miscellaneous Latin kind of grounded language, beginning German is very difficult because it's so structured and there's so much grammar. But advancing in German is much easier because once you've understood that yes. initial grammar, it's just adding vocabulary. The, the, the verbs, like the tenses are very simple. Yeah, the grammar is pretty straightforward. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of... Uh, groundwork. I know. I wonder if I'd remember. I took a German class for philosophy students so that you could like learn to read the marks in the original, whatever. But it was basically like a how to use the dictionary efficiently when you're right. when you're reading German. Um, and so it was a lot of that grammar stuff, and to be like, okay, you know that you only really have to look up this one word. Like that's the word that's going to give you the, the meaning. At the end of the sentence. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I wonder if I'd remember many of those rules anymore. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, German, it, it can be really beautiful. Yeah, the sentences can be really long because of how how much information is carried in the um, forcing of the grammar to tell you about the meaning of the sentence. So, like, <laughs> what I mean is, like, you can say, um, like, you know, because because, for example, the direct article, the, has uh, three genders in German, but also four uh, different versions, depending on whether it's the subject, the object, the dative, or the genitive uh, in the sentence. And so when you just say something, uh, you can, in the context, it can be inferred what you mean based on the article you used, rather than saying a lot of extra words. So it's actually possible to make 
sentences that infer a ton of meaning without using all the fucking bullshit words we use in English. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of like in you sort of meaningless fluff Filler. words yeah. in English. It's very difficult to learn and, and super unpredictable. And German makes a lot more sense that way. But also I went when I was young, I went in high school on an exchange for three months ish and just kind of like was very receptive and had a lot of support uh, learning and kind of caught a lot really young while I feel like I was still like <laughs> sweet and open minded. Like my <laughs> good, good, like good my brain niece. sponge. <laughs> Neuroplasticity. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, so yeah, so I got in kinda early and um, yeah, and then I ended up um, double majoring and I went back after high school and back in university and then I went back in between years of university nice. so yeah always spent a lot of the time. same region of Germany or like no, all, all over. over cool so mostly Berlin towards the end but I my exchange was in um uh Nuremberg or <laughs> Nuremberg <laughs> <laughs> um in the south in Bavaria like northern Bavaria and then after high school I lived in Dusseldorf for about six months and then in university I was in Berlin and for about a year and a half it's really fucking cool mm-hmm. it was fun it was good yeah I love I love Germany I mean it's not an uncomplicated place but it was like a fun yeah I mean yeah yep. yeah but they're Berlin fucking, fucking there. rules some serious it, history mm-hmm. it's we so had a, fun we had a German exchange student in my high school whose name was Wolfgang and he was mm. from the Black Forest Aww, that's <laughs> the one just, place I haven't hung out actually I just remember meeting him somebody's like this is this is Wolfie say hi to Wolfie and I went to shake his hand and he shook my hand so fucking hard that like there was a bruise around these uh, fingers from wow. the ring that I was wearing and I was like god damn Wolfie yeah in Germany, <laughs> yeah like that was also so weird for me as like a 17 year old going to Germany and everyone every time you see them greets by shaking hands or a kiss on both cheeks and so when you're 17 and you're like meeting all these strange boys and girls and everyone's like greeting and kissing and touching and it's like it was really hard to get used to but, <laughs> but then it's also hard to come back to Canada it's where so like no one touches there, each other mm. yeah there's not a lot of I, I Maybe it would have been comfortable in Sweden there. Mm. Because nobody really touches each other there. <laughs> you can't make eye contact on the bus where people get really mad at you. Ooh, sounds like Canada. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, people do just make eye contact with you on the bus, though. Yeah, but you, I guess people also just get really mad at you for no reason sometimes on the bus here, too. Sometimes. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Sometimes. What's your favorite German word? Ooh, um... Or idea. Because oh. <laughs> i got a well, lot of I mean, compound words. Yeah, I mean, I think... One of the words that I most wish we had in English that they we don't is yain, which is the combination of ya yeah and nine. So when someone um, someone says like, uh, I don't know, just someone asks you a question like, did you, uh, you know, did you, like, for example, say, I don't know, you uploaded the podcast, but then it was like something was fucked up, so you took it down. And if Katie asks you, did you publish the podcast you could say yine which would mean like i did but also i didn't you know <laughs> you know or like also there's a kind of inverse which is doch which is like the positive answer to a negative question d-o-c-h and so if someone asks you a negative question like uh you didn't park there and you want to say um no i did park there in english in canada we say yes to that negative question, even though in fact the rational meaning is the opposite. Uh-huh. But in German, you can just say doch, which means the positive answer to a negative question. So yeah. it simplifies things a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's clever. Wow, you have a really like deep understanding of how linguistics work. Was that your other major? No, no, but I mean, <laughs> I also, yeah, I took uh, French and Mandarin and 
I also speak Japanese a little bit. This is so. fascinating <laughs> to me. I didn't know you at all. I find languages the most difficult thing in the world. Like, I would rather take advanced math mm. than try to learn another language. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm the opposite. I find math, like, math and physics and science. Like, I took physics all the way through grade 12, but at some point I was like, I no longer get this. Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is make-believe. Like, what are we talking about? Light rays. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Um, and likewise, chemistry and all that stuff. I'm like, it feels like make-believe. But, but lights are, it's a ray and a particle. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. I don't what you don't know anything about neutrons uh yeah so I don't get that kind of stuff but language stuff that I get yeah that's very bad at French it was my I was too and my two subjects that I got poor grades in in high school were math and French I think French education for English for like Anglo kids in Canada is pretty pretty terrible Mm -hmm. um we really don't get a chance to actually like speak it properly because you're just speaking it like with your other dumb classmates yeah (laughs) so like you can't really have a good conversation like not because you never get over the embarrassment of sounding like an idiot and so then everybody assumes like all language learning is well it is a little bit sounding like an idiot but you have to kind of break through that and you Mm -hmm. can't ever do that with other people who are also learning yeah no it's like mm-hmm. just going somewhere where they only speak that language and then exactly. you're like, well, you gotta, or else you won't ever be able to find a bathroom or get food. <laughs> yeah. And of course the problem for English speakers yeah. is that people will just default to English with you everywhere. But the great thing about German is that, uh, if you ask a German to not do that to you, they will honor your request. Mm-hmm. So that was easy for me in Japan. It's difficult because when people do speak English, like they, they kind of assume that you must not want to speak Japanese Mm -hmm. and like also it's a chance for them to practice English but they would never like put you out of comfort to like prioritize their preference but uh I I would love Japan so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah you might and like I loved it and hated it like I'm very um dubious of of, like I lived there for four years and I'm dubious you lived in Japan for four years yeah what the fuck Jackie I thought you lived in this like you've lived a life Mm mm-hmm Wow. <laughs> yep. Four years. You've lived... Okay, so I thought when you said you didn't live in Canada, I assumed you lived in the States, which Mm-mm, was... No, I've never lived in the States. Okay. It's it's Robin who's from the States. Yeah, she grew up in Florida. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I lived in Germany, and then in Japan, and then in the UK for two years. Wow. Yeah. For school? No, no. Uh, so Germany was high school and then after high school for just me and then university exchange and then a little bit of work after like tie over from the previous year Uh then I graduated UBC and went off to Japan which was supposed to be just one year and it turned into four and then at the time I was with someone who was from New Zealand and we both wanted to not go home but Uh also not stay because we'd both, like, it was, like, 2008, 2009, so we'd both been offered early retirements at our job, because our jobs were downsizing, mm-hmm. and um, so we had a chance to, like, blast off somewhere else, and the only place we could both get visas was England, so mm-hmm. we went there for two years, which is also the maximum you can stay on those visas, and they're not joking around about that, yeah. you cannot convert those into something else unless you have a super specialized field, and in, mm-hmm. in which case you probably wouldn't have even come on that visa anyway. And so, because we're both kind of, like, English-y, writing-y, marketing-y types, uh, we had nothing to bring to the to England that England didn't already make itself. Uh, and then also, yeah, we broke up, so then I came back home. And that was 2012. And so I've been back in Canada since 2012. But, uh, yeah. So, so six years in a row. Bit? Yeah, yeah, I don't plan on, uh, I don't plan on going anywhere. In fact, after our, you guys would probably like this as cute journal people. 
But um, part of what our, like my, that holiday on Bowen with Robin was about was like just being together as a couple and like going away from all of the shit and just being like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, what do we want to accomplish together over the next five years? Let's say even just five, like what, what, you know, understanding that it's like most big things take a lot of little steps. Um, what is it that we actually want rather than like joking about like, let's start a brewery. Like, let's do this. Like, let's go to England. Let's go to wherever. And so what we did was we just took a billion sheets of paper. This we did actually like two days after we eloped. Uh, <laughs> so it was like elopement day, call the family day, and then life goals day. <laughs> and so we just took a million little sheets of paper and we both just sort of privately wrote like, in the next five years, I'd like to like do or see or have or make or this thing to happen or whatever. And then um, shared them all and categorized them because there was a lot of overlap. And then grouped them into like, um, you know, where there was a conflict. It was kind of like, what's the priority? Like this thing or that thing? And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's not do this one and let's do this one. And it helped us sort of decide one. Yeah. So then we grouped it further into like things that we can do in the next month, things that are more like in a couple months, things that are more like let's come back to this next spring or whatever, or next summer. And, uh, and it helped us clear up a few things, which is like, we committed to staying in the co-op that we live in and staying in Vancouver for five years. So it means we can like, let go of all of that. Like, maybe we should leave. Like, where are we going to go? Like, let's get out of Vancouver or like, Uh let's move to wherever. And it gives us a bit of time to save and stuff like that. And, stay where we are and just accept that we need to just like shut up and pay off our debts and sit down for a little bit and just crunch, like crunch it out you yeah. know and um and yeah so just and stuff like that like oh you know if we want to maybe have a brewery one day like okay well let's like first start home brewing and see where that takes us <laughs> like let's actually do that you might hate it <laughs> yeah because we might hate it like robin currently works at a brewery so we're like mm-hmm. pretty interest like we're close to that world of those types of people but um having your own business is like a whole other thing <laughs> but yeah. i don't know i think robin and i would work well together in a in a in that kind of environment we really we're good at being close to each other a lot but at the same time and we have like kind of different complementary skills but um even so i think there's I, personally i actually think it's just dangerous to go into an alcohol field uh, I'm already in an alcohol field, basically in comedy, so <laughs> and in performing arts, like there's so much evening entertaining, being out drinking. It's like I have to be careful about my own like sub- like body and everyone like mind. health, health, yeah. yeah. Like so, there's things like that. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So we we yeah we decided to stay in Vancouver. We made a commitment to stay for five more years. Hmm. Honestly, God, this most romantic fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, sitting down with that paper. I was proud paper. of us. Yeah, I was, it was cool. I, I think maybe that just proves <laughs> that I'm a deeply unromantic person. Because, the, I mean, that, that organization and, like, making sure you're on the same page is the mm. most soothing thing I can think of. Like, that just puts me at rest. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And normally I'm just in a, in a state of tension as, uh, oh, yeah, Jackie and I both did personality tests online today. Oh, yeah. I also did mine. And I, I was that. 100% on anxiety. <laughs> I apparently was, like, very low. I was, like, 40%. And I'm like, I'm pretty anxious. But not about existentially things. Just yeah. like I feel like that situational. test is kind of bullshit. Any test yeah. that auto posts, mm, <laughs> bullshit. Uh, it didn't auto post. You had two yeah. settings. Are I you a little drunk when you were doing it? No, I wasn't. <laughs> but I don't know. I, someone else on my feed had done it, and I was like, "Oh, I want to do this. Oh, maybe it'll be fun to talk about tomorrow." And then I did it, and I don't know. And then 
Also, it was so short. Like, I don't know. If you want to talk about personality tests, we can talk about personality <laughs> tests. I can go on at length. Oh, we did a, we did an MBTI one episode a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So we're mm. like, mm, I'm an INFJ. Mm. Mm. I'm a... And an Enneagram too. I used to be um, ENTJ and now I'm ENFJ. I'm ENFJ, yeah. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, that quiz that you posted today that had like the spokes and whatever, it showed that I was like extremely friendly and gregarious, but not very warm or emotional. <laughs> and I'm like, that's real. But it's kind of. It is a little bit. But it's kind warm of. to me. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though, that it's just like, yeah, you're so friendly, but not very warm. And I was thinking about like, I was at this, you know, party last night and chatting with this new person who's an old friend of the friends that were there. And I've just like realized halfway through, I'm like, I haven't asked this person anything about themselves at mm. all. Like I thought I'm curious about people, right? Like I should. And so then I started to ask questions and get to know her more. And I was like, you're so cool. Like, Oh, why don't I do this? For? But I also think that quizzes like that have a self-reporting. Oh, sure. Like, you know, and it's very much how you're feeling you... on the day as well. Sure. Too. Like the, oh, yeah, it's all bullshit. I did this like, you know, an hour ago after I yeah. came off this, like, extremely, like, intensive day of mm-hmm. lots of socialization. So I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, no people. Exactly. I like doing things by myself. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> we know the only categorization system that actually is true is astrology. Exactly. <laughs> You're Pisces too, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Right. And so when's your birthday? International Women's Day, March, March 8th. 8th. Oh, wow. That's very gay. <laughs> That's very gay. Yeah. Also the year of the cock, so... You know, I not bad. About that. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That feels, that feels like a natural. Yeah. That feels like a natural. But I have an Aries moon, which, if you know your astrology, probably and tells we you. we fucking do. <laughs> it tells you a lot about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Sagittarius rising. Oh. Which is why I'm like, always yikes. onward. Yeah. People do <laughs> yikes a lot when I say that. But yeah, it's a weird combo. Uh-huh. But I, it, it basically makes me not a typical Pisces in a lot of ways because mm. I'm, um, I don't withdraw as much as a lot of mm-hmm. Pisces do when they ah. do the withdrawing thing. Mm-hmm. I tend See to... you never. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm like... You actually like get shit done sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I can... I do okay. shit. Yeah. Uh, Pisces, Aquarius rising, Gemini moon. Mm. Ugh. I forgot about your Gemini That's moon. Of, That's okay. I still Gemini love again you. In the, in the, uh, I honestly don't remember. Of the air. Thank you. Okay, so Some water, water, air. No earth. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Aquarius is water. Is yeah. air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's air, air, water, then. Yeah, which is They just put aqua in there. It really fucks it you does. up. It does. It fucks you up so much. Yeah, it just... I don't know why Aquarius, the water bearer, isn't water. It's dumb. Yeah. It's, it's like... Because so, yeah. you're carrying water through the air, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking it out of its natural element yeah. and putting it up into... I feel like transmitting it. God, we're dorks. That's it. I'm cool with being an astrology dork. <laughs> Happy end of the podcast, yeah. everybody. I, I don't even know when this is going to come out. This is going to come out when Katie's in the UK, but... Tell us well, about... I'm sowing anarchy oh, right. in the UK. JFL Northwest. Yeah. yeah. You'll miss it, but I'll be there. I have a... I'm going to come to the Fox, so yeah, I bought my are. ticket. I saw you. Yeah. I love being able to recruit the attendees. Um... Yeah. Fox Hall's every Wednesday? It's every single Wednesday. Oh, that's on your birthday, then. It's, it's actually... the day before you. Oh, the day before. Yeah. March 7th. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Fox Hall Comedy, it's in the projection room above the Fox Cabaret. Every Wednesday, doors at 8, show at 9, home by 10.30-ish. More like 10.40, to be honest. But, uh, never goes to 11. And, um, yeah, and then we have a special show on the 7th, um, which is nearly sold out, but not quite. Um, but it will sell out before the day, so if you mm-hmm. want to come, get your tickets now. Nice. Only five bucks. 
This may come out slightly after. That, and but. yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, we've got Coming great. Actually, Wednesday. March fourteenth show is going to be incredible. I'm so excited. Um, I'm not even going to tell you who's on it. But I'm watch. not fucking back for that. That's what makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah, Jess Solomon's going to be in town. I don't know if you follow her online, but uh, I love her. <laughs> She's like a former human rights lawyer slash like gay comic. Amazing. Cool. Oh, sounds it. fucking great. Yeah. Right. Try so, to record yeah. it. So Go check it. out the Foxhole. Can people follow anything on Yeah, Facebook, Insta, Insta Foxhole Comedy. Nice. Yeah. I didn't make up the name because I inherited the room mm-hmm. and I'm not going to change it. But. Yeah. Done a lot with the room, man. It, like, no disrespect. We didn't even get no, into yeah. talking about that, but I kind of yeah. wanted to. Where uh, it was yeah. just like, you've made it into this really great room for like mostly like. It's yeah, not majority, your typical comics. Yeah, like. Not ma- white dudes. Not white dudes. I, I put a cap on the number of cis hetero white dudes who are allowed on the show each week at typically two, occasionally three, but mostly just two. And usually there's, sometimes there's not even one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm just trying, there's like a skills range. So I'll always have like predominantly experienced people, but I'll pepper like one or two pretty new people in every once in a while. Cause I like the idea of it being a space where there's uh, like a warm room for people to bring their friends mm-hmm. and like their do stuff, their yeah. thing. And uh and, I don't know, just, it feels like one's obligation. I make a big deal out of it, so I take flack, I think, for, for being so out there about it. But, yeah, like, there's lots of people also run their rooms like that, but don't shout about it. But for me, I'm like, nope, that's yeah. what I want to do. 100% assertive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I don't know. feels just like, why not? But it's good. I think, like, you've gotten a reputation of being like, it's a really fucking funny show, and there's no lack of talent to go around. And it's so small and intimate that yeah. it's just like... Yeah, it's literally warm and figuratively very warm. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that's really lovely about it is that in that room, it can feel really full with about 20, 25 people. Um, And the capacity really, like where it turns over to standing room is kind of 40. Um, And the most we've ever had in there, I think, is almost 50. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, it's, uh, that's fun. But, you know that's unique to the specific space. So if we were to ever grow, outgrow that space, it would become a different show. Mm-hmm. I think so for now, I just want to keep going every Wednesday and see what happens. But I like it so far. People seem to like it. So I love it. it's, my it's like one of the few shows I'll actually just go to if I'm not on. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a long that's, drive for me. It is so long. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I fell in love with that room before it was ever mine either. I would also go to it. Cause I was like, this room is so cute and has such potential. And I, and I, that's how I got given it. I just, approached the guy who ran it and said like do you need help running this like can I manage your insta like how he's like do you want it you can have it not quite like he was like oh I've got plans and da 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 and I'm working out some things but there's definitely changes coming and I'll keep you posted and thanks for letting me know that you're interested or whatever yeah he was super receptive and then like two days later he was like do you just want it (laughs) I was like do you want to take it it's like life is happening to me can I can I just give this to you yeah and I was like yes so cool that's yeah. awesome man mm-hmm. Dude. gotta ask 100% assertiveness yeah, 100% assertiveness <laughs> okay well we'll see everybody next week thanks for having me bye <laughs>